I'm OG, y'all new to the game. <laughs> yes. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> I might be a little biased, but that intro gets me so hype. <laughs> It's also foreshadowing in a way, which uh, I wish I could get more into, but someday I'll be able to tell you. Someday, hopefully very, very, very soon. But anyways, enough about that. Hello and welcome back to Certified Gia or Gia Certified, the podcast, episode two. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm so happy to be recording episode two. Um, and I'm even I'm even more happy that um, so many of you guys listened to episode one and you loved it. And I received so much love and so much positive, amazing feedback that I'm going to be really cheesy, but made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Um, the reason that I started this podcast really was to... You know, as I said, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but as I said, I want to share my personal experiences, both past and present and future, um, as well as other people's experiences that they're willing to share in a way that hopefully, you know, it's real enough, it's raw enough, it's relatable enough that you can, you can apply it in some way, shape or form to your own life, whatever I say, or whoever else comes on the podcast at any point in time, whatever they say as well. So, um, and and in addition to that, I I really want to build a community of of like minded people who are chasing something bigger, no matter what that that might be. Again, I want to reiterate, I'm not. This is not a real estate podcast. I love real estate. I do real estate. We will talk about real estate things because I know a lot of you are interested in real estate, but um, it's so much more than that. Um, so before I really dive into to everything that I want to catch you up on, everything I want to talk about, just a little bit of housekeeping while it's topical, there is a Facebook page for the podcast. I will link it below in the show notes to make it real easy for you to find it. Um, it is just called certified, you know, GS certified. Um, if you want to just type, type it in, in Facebook, but if you head over there, I would love it. If you would give the page a like, um, follow it and, you know, introduce yourself, say hi. I would love to know any, any thoughts or feedback you have on the show anything you would love to hear me talk about. And my goal is to have, you know, to, to build out this community of people that we all kind of help each other and lift each other up and and elevate one another. So that's that. Um, we also ha do have an Instagram page, which I will link down below. Um, I'm going to work on some sort of live schedule where I'll go live so I can interact with you guys a little bit more one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I am entertaining, as my boyfriend keeps saying, doing some sort of a live, um, you know, live streamed podcast. If that's something that any of you are interested in, please raise your hand. <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, you can always also follow my personal Instagram, Giovanna Silva, if you want to just keep up with me personally. So enough about all that relatively boring stuff. I want to catch you up on my life. Um, I had a, a little bit of a week-long hiatus because Jay and I did go to Colorado. It was my first time and, and his first time out Midwest. And I did not want to come home. It was so pretty. It was stunning to look out into the distance and see mountains. Um, if you've ever been to Massachusetts, the greater Boston area specifically, you can see like five feet in front of you. And um, <laughs> it's kind of boring. It kind of sucks. But I still love Massachusetts, obviously. Don't get me wrong. I <laughs> got a lot, a lot of love for my city, but... Colorado man it was beautiful we had friends get married out there um literally on top of Aspen Mountain and it was nothing short of magical Casey Vinny if you're listening that was gonna be hard to beat <laughs> I don't know if it'll be possible but my god um love to you guys Anyways, it was a great trip. We did a lot of hiking. Um, we did a lot of exploring. We rented an Airbnb and a car so we could drive around. And I think I think when traveling, that's that's the way to do it um, versus a hotel. I feel like Airbnbs also, <laughs> I'm in real estate, so I might be biased. But I think Airbnbs are the way to do it. My friends, if any of you are interested in investing in real estate um, in the Airbnb space, hit me up. <laughs> you know how to reach me. Oh, so, um, yeah, so we were on vacation. I came back, had a little bit of, you know, post-vacay blues, which happens to the best of us, happens to all of us, let's be real, especially after such an amazing trip with my honey. Um, but yeah, we came back and got right back to business um our team my team my real estate team had two closings this week our first two closings we've been at compass now for three three plus months um time time is a construct it's it's flying by but it's also not been that long if that makes sense I know you know what I mean <laughs> but yes we've had two closings um we have a website officially in the works, which is super exciting. That's one thing that I kind of don't really have to think about as much because we are outsourcing it. But I am working on a personal website, you know, Gia Certified website where I'll have a blog. Um, you guys can interact with me more. More information on my community will be there and fun things like that. So we're working on, we're working on websites in the background and obviously the podcast. So, um, one thing that I, for this episode, episode two, I wanted to ask you guys a question. Are you eating and are you eating good? And I don't mean the food that you put in your body. I don't mean your supplements or, you know, your nutrition or any of that. I mean your mind, your brain. Are you, are you feeding your brain the good things that it needs to help you get there? And you know when I say there, like, I know where there is for me and I envision it, you know, to be like the top of the top of this mountain. 
which is why metaphorically in my podcast launch video I (laughs) climbed a mountain in heels which was so funny honestly uh, I have to ask Ben my videographer for a blooper (laughs) reel (laughs) because climbing that mountain in heels (laughs) was not easy you guys it was literally a hiking trail like with scrambling like (laughs) we were going up the mountain Emily was with us and and Ben and Meg and they had the drone (laughs) Meg had the camera and we're going up the mountain and I literally kept taking the heels off because I, you know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk for too long in, in heels up the mountain. So at one point I was literally going barefoot up the mountain and this group of like six hikers came down and they were in like full hiking gear, like backpacks, walking sticks, water bottles, like tied to their belts. Like it was just, you can't make this stuff up. Um, <laughs> But anyways, that's metaphorically, you know, why I climb this mountain. So when I say there, I know you know what I mean. Are you are you mentally eating what you need to be consuming, I should say rather, to get you there? Do you know that your brain does not know the difference between a truth and a lie? I'm serious. When you talk negatively to yourself, even if it's like in your own head, but even more so if you say it out loud. When you say negative things about yourself, your brain believes it. Just like, you know, positive affirmations when you say good things about yourself, when you talk about yourself in a beautiful way, when you lift yourself up and you, you know, remind yourself constantly that you believe that You can do whatever it is that fulfills you in life. Your brain believes that. It's honestly, (laughs) it makes sense, but it's a wild concept. Your brain does not know the difference between a truth and a lie. And that goes, like I said, for things that you say to yourself, about yourself, um, around yourself. That goes for the people that speak on your name the people that speak around you, the way that they talk about other people, the way that they talk about themselves even, the things you watch, the podcasts you listen to. <laughs> and I hope in your opinion that this is this is a positive one, you know, for you, for you to listen to. But it, it really does have an effect on your mind. Have you ever had a friend or or a family member who starts dating somebody and whether this person is good for them or bad for them, you know, consider it toxic or not, that's besides the point. But you have you ever had a friend or a family member start to date somebody and they almost start to pick up um, characteristics, maybe like the way that they talk or, or hand movements or just like funny sayings that, you know, are undercurrents in conversation. And it's like, oh, yeah, like <laughs> Sally is like been dating Johnny for three months and she's like morphing into him. It's not that crazy when you think about the fact that your brain, you know, you're, you're consuming everything that is around you in your environment. You know, proximity, proximity and positivity are power. Is you know, I'm queen of the corny sayings, like I'm CEO of them, but they're true. Positivity and proximity are power. 
Another prime example. The, the quote we all we all know. We've all heard it. You are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. It's a fact. It's a fact. So who who are you spending time with? And maybe your friends are great. Maybe they're super positive, And maybe they, you know, you guys are all really good for each other. But do they challenge you? Do you hang out with people who are smarter than you? If you're the smartest person in the room, what good is that room doing you? You know what I'm saying? I crave being surrounded by people who know more things than me, who know different things than me. Because I want to know more. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is key. And when you go back to what I was saying earlier, proximity is is power I know that the people that I'm surrounding myself with and the different kinds of conversations that I may have with people who know more than me, I know that my brain is absorbing all, all of that. Um, just the same as, you know, I try to hang out with people who are positive, who are able to see things from multiple sides of a scenario who are able to kind of flip their their mindset or or check me when I need to flip my mindset because we've all been there right um another thing aside from proximity and and the people that you spend time with um I mentioned it a little bit earlier is affirmations affirmations I feel like a lot of people talk about them and it's something that um for a while there, honestly, I didn't really give them much of a thought because it was like, yeah, okay, positive affirmations. Um, and myself, I've, I've always been a very positive person. I've always prided myself on my positivity and my ability to see the glasses half full rather than half empty. Um, but like I said, affirmations, like for whatever reason, I have this like resistance to them. Uh, maybe you do too. I don't know. Maybe you do affirmations and you love them. But I highly suggest if you haven't tried them to try them. Because like I said, your brain, your brain is going to accept whatever you look in the mirror and say to yourself. Or even if you just want to close your eyes and like meditate and, and say things in your head to start to yourself. I promise you like you, you feel better um so I'm gonna walk you through my morning routine which has honestly saved my days you guys how you live your days is how you live your life and the, the quicker that you accept this reality your life becomes better when you wake up every day and you live with intention and you are deliberate about the people that you surround yourself with and you're intentional about the things that you say to yourself and the things that you say to other people and the things that you listen to and you read and you watch and things like that you notice these little mood shifts in these little you know daily weekly monthly changes in the way that that you view life and the way that you view other people and then that starts to have a positive effect on your relationships and the way that you carry yourself with with others. Um, and then the list goes on and on. So I'm a firm believer that no matter what, 
it all boils down to the foundation and in the foundation is your routine. So I'm going to walk you through my morning routine and how I kind of set my day up for success. So I've never been a morning person ever, ever, ever. I'm going to tell you right now, back in high school, I would literally go to school in my clothes or I would go to bed rather in my clothes for the next morning because I wanted to (laughs) sit in bed for as long as possible and just hop up out of bed in the morning and be driven to the bus, breakfast in hand. Like I spent as much time sleeping as possible. I, I very much so value my sleep, but I never used to value, um, going to bed early. Funny enough, this may be you. I discovered though that it is a very um, anxious tendency or for somebody who has depression, which I definitely to some degree have battled my own depression in, in ways. But it's a tendency for people who battle battle these things to stay up late and to kind of prolong the day. It's almost like a subconscious way of avoiding the reality that like as soon as you fall asleep, you're going to wake up and do it all over again. Um, that sounds really morbid, but that's that's the reality of it. So I was always a night owl. I would stay up super late. I would binge watch TV shows and literally just go through like season after season and you know I'd watch hours pass by 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m make a snack go to bed and then I realized that what I was doing was a toxic you know self-sabotaging habit so once I moved in with my boyfriend and he is a very much so morning person and he goes to bed very probably around like 9 10 o'clock at night you know, I you start to adopt these habits and I was like, all right, you know what? There really isn't anything else out for me late night unless I need to stay up and get work done. But I'm going to I'm going to give this like going to bed at a reasonable hour thing a try. So that's step number one. OK, because you do need sleep. You need sleep for a cognitive brain function. You need sleep for um, <laughs> your under eye bags. You just need sleep. You also need to be hydrated. So chug a big glass of water before bed. Set your alarm. If you have tried alarms and they don't work, I'm going to link one below that actually will mimic the sun like rising. And it kind of helps to regulate your internal body clock and helps you wake up more gradually versus like an obnoxious alarm that you're just going to snooze. So I'm going to link that below because that is something that helped for sure. Um, and also just consistency and, and stick to it. So started getting up in the morning religiously to an alarm. And now I'm very proud to say pats on the back that I don't necessarily need an alarm. I kind of I tend to wake up automatically before my alarm and I just kind of spring out of bed. I think my recent career change definitely helped because I'm just loving my days a lot more. But when I wake up, the first thing that I do, I always make a coffee. I have a Keurig. I love my Keurig. (laughs) I get my Trader Joe's coffee pods. I make a coffee every single morning. I'll have breakfast with Jay. Usually we make eggs or something, but... 
I'm very mindful and intentional about getting up and eating something. And then every single morning before 9 a.m., usually before 8.30, I make myself, I don't make myself, I try to have the right mentality about it. I get to read for 20 minutes. So whatever book I'm reading at the moment, I'm reading Be Exceptional by Joe Navarro, Master of the Five Traits That Set Extraordinary People Apart. For those of you who don't know, Joe Navarro um, is a retired FBI special agent. So this book is very interesting. I'm about halfway through it. Um, I will talk about that maybe a little bit at the end of this podcast, depending how long I end up ranting. But I always will say, you know, I get to read for 20 minutes. I'll set a timer. And odds are I end up reading a little bit more. And then I also will say I'm going to do 20 minutes of physical activity. And again, I typically end up doing more because, you know, rarely do we ever start a workout and regret (laughs) the workout, especially once it's done. So I'll either do a Pilates video like a YouTube I'll just pop it on and do it in the living room or I'll go for a walk around my neighborhood or I'll actually go down to the gym and you know work out I'll do some sort of physical activity for 20 minutes and again it typically ends up being more but doing both of those things you know waking up in the morning feeding my body literally feeding myself with breakfast and coffee to wake myself up feeding my mind by by reading by kind of just doing something that I normally wouldn't do especially I'm not I'm typically have not historically been much of a reader but but doing that kind of allows me to escape into a little bit of a different world a different mind mind track that I normally wouldn't maybe be thinking about because it's something that somebody else is writing about um I typically like to read like self-help books, personal development books, things like that. But obviously a fiction book um, and a non-fiction book, they both have the same effect, the escape. And then obviously feeding my my physical body by moving and getting the blood flowing and getting my, you know, my heart rate up and reminding myself that I'm alive and that I'm blessed to be able to do so. Um, so that is my morning routine and it sounds so simple, but it sets me up for the day. Um, another thing that I do, and this is, I'm trying to be more, um, consistent about it, which is why I didn't include it in my actual routine, but we're trying to layer, we're doing the layering thing. We're trying to layer this into the morning routine is, two to five minutes of meditating and I say that because it depends on the day it depends on how long I can actually sit and those of you who meditate um props to you because it is hard sometimes even when it's hard I just kind of make myself sit but as I meditate I like to because sometimes you know meditating is another new thing for me and I used to always think about it like well what do I what do I do what do I think about like you know it's you start to overthink the the thinking and the, the meditating. So what I like to do is I like to sit and close my eyes and I start with some affirmations. And again, sometimes I say them out loud. Sometimes I say them in my head. But I feel like it, it gets the, the positive 
juices flowing, if if you will. So I'm going to read to you because I wrote them down. Some of the affirmations that I've been loving lately that kind of help me to frame my mindset for my day and keep me keep me focused and keep me intentional and keep me on track with everything that I'm that I'm working towards. So I'm going to read through those and I hope maybe one or two of them is something that you relate to or feel drawn to and maybe you want to add it to your daily affirmations or you want to start doing affirmations and maybe this is a great place to start. I am in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Courage starts with showing up. I am deliberate and afraid of nothing. Your perspective is unique, it's important, and it counts. Everything passes if you learn to hold things lightly. The point of life is balance, not perfection. I let go of all that no longer serves me. And lastly, my life is full of amazing opportunities for me to step into. It's just a few of them. Um, a few of them that I've been loving lately. Um, like I said, I hope some of them resonate with you to, to some extent. And you can kind of start talking to yourself a little nicer, a little bit more positively because you're listening. Whether you're listening or not, I promise that you're listening. And it's really important to, to kind of remind yourself, keep yourself mentally in check. So I hope these little tips or just hearing how I structure my morning, um, these little tips about meditating, how I approach working out and reading, which are things that, you know, were goals of mine at the beginning of the year. I wrote them down as part of my, you know, New Year's resolutions, if you will. And it, it can be really hard to, to stick to goals, even when they're, they're small or, or seemingly small things that shouldn't be so hard. So um, breaking them down into manageable chunks, if you will, is really what for me has made the biggest difference. And this book that I'm reading, um, Be Exceptional, it actually, there's a whole section on myelination. And it talks about how when you want to build habits and when exceptional people go to build out structure and routines in their life or when they go to learn something or to perfect a process, what they do is they actually take take the goal or the project or the process, whatever it is, they break it down into smaller, more palatable, um, more manageable chunks. Um, I'm going to read some notes that I actually took from this section of the book. Um, Whenever I do read, I try to keep a notebook near me. So if there's something that jumps out at me, something I want to remember, something I really resonate with, I will take notes. So I'm going to read... 
myelination, the definition as this book gives it, is the super strengthening or fortifying of the connections between brain cells or neurons rather and the special communication spaces between them which are called synapses. So the more you practice something, the more myelination takes place. This equates to then a more robust and focused faster circuit signal. Think about when you're learning to ride a bike, right? When you're when you're really really little and your mom or dad or family member friend is teaching how to ride a bike, it's really hard at first, right? And and think about the fact that it's broken down. First you start with training wheels and whoever's helping you is probably holding on to the bike or holding on to you know your back to make sure that you can keep it upright and you don't fall and they're pushing you and then you can kind of do it on your own and then it's like okay let's take the training wheels off but I'm still gonna hold you and we're gonna do it again and again and again or maybe in my case (laughs) like in my case um you're parents just put you on a bike without training wheels and sent you flying down a hill. But regardless, I learned how to ride a bike and I I don't think I could tell you the last time I rode a bike, but I know I can bet my life that I know how to ride a bike because when I was younger, I took the time and somebody took the time to help me break down the process and perfect it little by little to the point where without thinking twice about it, I could just pick up a bike and and go ride it. So um, if you approach anything in life this way, whether it's your personal life and your goals or things that you want to learn for a job or just for, for whatever the reason is, um, It only works if the process is broken down into manageable chunks and then worked repeatedly to perfection is what the book says. Think about talent. It's something that you work on. Um, It's a deliberate deep dive practice rehearsing small segments of a process to perfection. And I thought that that was really interesting. I feel like when you understand the psychology or the why behind why you know why we do what we do as human beings um (laughs) on this earth it kind of makes the objective more approachable um you know to to be able to sit down and with a cup of coffee in the morning and say you know what I get to read for 20 minutes, just 20 minutes of peace and quiet and zoning out into another world versus, oh my God, I, you know, I, I said I was going to read 20 books this year and I've only read three and, you know, I don't know how I'm ever going to get it done. No, forget about that. Break it down into manageable, manageable chunks. So I think I'm going to leave you guys with that today because I do have to get ready for bed. I've been sitting on my living room floor and I think this might be my new podcast spot because it's a lot more comfortable than the kitchen and we're away from the fridge so you can't hear the the hum of it in the background. (laughs) All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy again to have you here for another episode. I'm going to put everything we talked about in the show notes, links, fun things like that. And again, I really do hope to see you over on the Facebook community page. Please put up a post, say hello, send me a message. And I really can't wait for the next episode because we will have a special guest. And I'm not even going to give you a hint. I'm just going to say tune in. Um... Until next time, have a kick-ass week, you guys. Take care. 
Okay.